Hello everyone, this is Pastor Scott. And this is Pastor Don from Good Samaritan Lutheran Church here in Las Vegas. And you're listening to Good News from Good Sam, our podcast. This is where we go deeper into our weekly message and give you some spiritual food for the week. So we hope that you enjoy listening today and always feel free to share it with some of your friends as well. Absolutely. We just hope that our time together today will bless you and that will bring you a little bit closer to God and His love for you. So the sermon title for this weekend was Choices. Just opening the door for The you. choices that we make uh, in our lives. And so I'm going to step right through it. And we're going to go into choices. Or now, into it. Uh, we want to say Di- Diana. Diana. Very yeah. nice. Good Graham's to daughter. Yeah. Um, so one thing to think about. If you have someone you know that needs to be prayed for, because we obviously, one person we're very aware yeah. that needs our prayers is our lead singer, one of our lead singers, kind of Kristen and her share lead singing duties, Gala, Dawn, who sings at our 10 o'clock worship service. Her son is very, very sick. Santino. Santino, mm-hmm. um, very sick, like in ICU. And if he gets better, it's going to be weeks and weeks. Um, so... He's got MRSA, and he's very, and, and all kinds of internal issues. So we need to keep Santino, uh, and then, of course, Gala and her entire family in Jeffrey, our prayers. Her What's her husband? Jeffrey. Name? Jeffrey. You, you know what? I, I talked to her last night, and she told me, and this is what, I, I shared this on Good Sam Praise this morning, but some of you couldn't be on that. Santino, I mean, he's in pain. He's mm-hmm. dealing with all kinds of stuff, and she told me, he was praying for other people while he's going through his stuff. Wow. I mean, it just blew me away. He's a really yeah. sweet, nice, and kind of a very spiritual kid. And uh, yeah, we can't go in and see him because he's right. with, with the infection and everything. They're not letting people in. I don't even know. Are they letting his parents in to see him? I I think they are, but that's it. Yeah. So, uh, Santino, Jeffrey, and Gala. This is a very touch-and-go situation, so we definitely want to be keeping them. But let us know. I bring that up because if there's anybody, if you have any prayers at uh, at any time, even as we're talking or kind of going over something or telling amazing jokes, um, just write them in so that we can make sure that we're praying for you guys at the end of our time together. And if if you're watching later, go to the website. That'd be better. Go to goodsamlv.com and fill out the prayer request form there, and then um, that gets to us as well. It does. It gets to us. It gets put in our bulletin, yep. and people take those bulletins home. They pray. We have a prayer ministry team that prays over them, and our staff and uh, pastors pray over them as well. So lots of people will be lifting you up in prayer. So yep. make sure you're doing that as well. Yep. All right, so choices. Choices. Um, I think this is very relevant uh, today. I, we In staff meeting, we were talking a little bit about this, and one thing that we heard was one of our staff people talked about a lot of the people she interacts with how they don't feel like they have much choice. They feel like they're uh, victims. Like life is life is what happens to them versus life is something that they are able to navigate their way through. And I think we see that more and more in our culture today. Uh, and I don't necessarily say that everyone that feels that way is a victim, but, but a lot of people feel like they really just don't have much choice in the direction that their life takes. And common sense and the scriptures tell us something very different. Uh, in regards to that, that actually the choices we make do have a big impact on the direction our life takes. Now, not all choices are ones we get to make. Uh, Tommy was not, did not get to choose whether or not to have red, blonde, uh, brunette hair. Oh, wait. Actually, she did get to choose. 
whether or not they have that color. <laughs> um, we don't get to choose necessarily our eye color. We don't get to choose the families we're born into, uh, where we're born. I mean, just if you were born in America, you won the birth lottery. You are just by being born in America are better off than 60% of the rest of the world. I mean, even if you're one of the poorest people in America. Um, so people, those kind of choices we don't get to make. But we do get to make choices in our daily lives on how we react to things, how we interact with people, how we view the world, whether it be thankful, whether to see ourselves as a victim, or whether to see ourselves as having the ability to change things. And so that's one of the reasons I wanted to bring this up. So how do you feel about that? That was a good choice of yours. Yeah. yeah. Well, when I was listening to the sermon, I thought about, um, I think her name is Bethany, and I can't remember her last name, but... It was pretty prominent, probably. I mean, I'm really bad with, like, time frames. So I might say 10 years ago, it was probably 20. I don't know. The girl who in Hawaii was, um, her arm was bitten off by the shark. Right, right. Was she and, surfing? Yeah, she was surfing. And there's this really great documentary about, like, her life and that whole thing. And, I mean, the choices that she made following that incident and, like, kind of how that has been a projection of her life mm -hmm. um, just kept kind of reminding me of that when you were going through your sermon, like, man that is like a major thing that could happen and you could make the choice to really wallow in cool. some like self-pity on that yeah. and i mean yeah why not like i would be, that'd be my first instinct you know what i mean like um but she really didn't and kind of just made a lot of choices in her life to really move forward in a direction that has been both beneficial for herself and for other people who maybe look to her um, for guidance in those situations, you know? They made um, a movie about her. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Oh, yeah, I, I okay, watched yeah. the movie. It was really good, and it just kind of showed that. I'm like, wow, that is, like, huge to make some of those choices following an event like that. It would have been easier for her to fall into that victim mm -hmm. yeah. mindset. Yeah. Right, and just kind of, yeah, she came back and became a world-class surfer again, yeah. but had to learn to rebalance. I mean, obviously, you lose an entire arm, mm -hmm. and, and but still came back and, didn't quite get to the level she was, but became a world-class surfer again, which is really awesome. Yeah. Now, if you want to hear an amazing story, I don't think I'm going to go through the whole story today because this isn't about kind of repeating the sermon. It's more about just kind of talking about some different elements of it. But a really good story, you should hear the story of Abraham Lincoln's assassin and a gentleman by the name of Edwin Thomas. A very uh, interesting story. And if you want to look it up, you can also look up the story of Edwin Thomas in uh, online in the Max Licato book, which is where I got the story from. But very interesting about Edwin Thomas and his brother, was it Thomas? John. 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 Yeah. Um, and just how these two brothers, who are great actors, get involved in the story of with Abraham Lincoln. It's fascinating. The two brothers. Same family, same passions, very different choices they make in life um, that affect a lot of different people. You're going to want to see that. But just about, it's really a story about how choices really can affect us. So let me ask you guys, have you ever been in a situation in your life where you made a choice that kind of changed, really changed the direction and or course of your life? Many, like, I would say. Many, but give, give yeah. us an example of one. Well... Less the first one that came to mind, so I'll just go there. I was, I was actually at one point planning to be in politics mm -hmm. for a living, and um, uh, it, it was actually a night that uh, at that time President Bush Sr. Mm -hmm. can't remember which number he was, but the first President Bush came out to North Dakota to campaign for my boss, 
And long story short, it, I should have kind of been at the pinnacle of, you know, I was a young guy, uh, deeply connected in politics and all of that. And that night when I drove home was the night I decided to get out of politics. I made a choice to leave. Yeah. A and the main choice, the reason was I was looking at everybody around me when I was coming home uh, with their families, playing softball and doing all of that. And my whole life at that point had been consumed in just politics and working seven days a week, probably 12 to 18 hours a day for one goal. And the goal wasn't that fulfilling. And yeah. so I, I made uh -huh. the choice to change course. That's a, very interesting that you had the presence of mind to see that. Uh, thankfully, grew up in a faithful family and, yeah. and uh, realized, because, you know, I, I was not married at that point, and I realized, boy, if I had been, it probably wouldn't have been very long, yeah. etc. cetera. But um, there was a, obviously a, a major shift in my life at yeah. that stage. I think a lot, a lot about relationships and relationships that you choose to kind of walk away from or stay in I mean friend relationships or like romantic relationships I mean I think that can really change the course of your life you know depending on where you go with that and I mean that's what I think of mm -hmm. I, I don't know uh, you know I, I specifically remember that I was dating Amy at one, one time when I was in seminary and I was never one to really uh, spend a lot of emotional energy on a relationship uh, if, if it wasn't going to work out it was time to move on and try something different. And uh, Amy and I had been having some problems, and we had a nice knockdown drag out. I had driven from Berkeley, where I was going to seminary, up to Petaluma, where she was a youth director. And we had a kind of a knockdown drag out. I remember walking out and getting ready to get my car drive back to Berkeley, and that was going to be it. Moving on. And I remember I decided to walk around the block instead and think about it. And I remember thinking, you know this is probably a relationship that I should try to make work because I felt she was a pretty unique gal and somebody I was really interested in. And so where every relationship I'd been to up to that point, and there had been plenty, um, I had situations like that. I had said, all right, you know, I see this isn't going to work. It's time to move on. Um, I decided to go back in, knock on the door, go back in, and we talked through it and decided to continue to work on our relationship. So. Uh, now married, and gosh, we got old, old kids, <laughs> so old. Happily um, married. How old happily, yeah. every moment of our marriage has been <laughs> happily married. But that was one of those things where if I would have maybe gotten in my car and dro driven away, that would have probably been the end of that. Now, would I have gotten married? Probably. Would I have had kids? Probably. Um, would my life look similar to what it looks like today? Maybe. Um, you never know. But. Yeah, choices do make a big thing. But here's the thing. God lets us make them. Yep. Whether they're good or bad. And think about a time maybe you've made a bad choice. Pastor Scott, tell us about a time where you made a bad choice. Uh, I won't. <laughs> but, 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 but I was thinking of someone else. And that was Richard Steele, who's spoken here. Richard Steele has officiated more prize fights boxing than anybody in the world. Mm -hmm. But Richard said when he was a young guy in central L.A., one night he and some two of his buddies went out and they decided to go one way and commit a robbery and he decided mm -hmm. mainly mm -hmm. he says because of his mom and her faith mm -hmm. to not go there they ended up in jail mm -hmm. both of them died in prison mm -hmm. and richard went on because of that choice that night mm -hmm. where he could have easily 
probably been in the same position as his friends, uh, ended up in a very positive position. So, yeah. I mean, we, we don't know at the time you make a choice to turn and go this way or turn and go that way. It could be life-altering. It can. Well, and kind of to support that, Lynn pointed out who we surround yourself with to support you with choices that you make is also yeah. important. Yeah. So important. Yeah. His yeah. friends made bad choices, but yeah. because his mom had made some good ones, he made a good one. I had a pretty similar situation. I was involved in really bad stuff when I was uh, junior, sophomore, junior in college, and uh, made a choice to get to leave for the summer. I came back. Uh, some of the people that I had been hanging out with were in jail. One was dead, uh, and then shot, mm-hmm. and uh, a couple others were in jail, mm-hmm. and so um, kind of helped me uh, realize that maybe that wasn't a path. <laughs> it was a good choice to, to stay to on. Um, but here's the thing: God lets. He let Richard Steele make that choice, but he, he also let his friends make yeah. the choice that mm-hmm. sh- led them down yeah. the path to being in jail. And you see this in the Bible. Uh, you think the Bible would just be filled with people that have made good choices, choices for God, and it is not. Cain and Abel, right? Cain chooses, or Abel chooses God, and Cain chooses murder. You've got uh, David and Saul. Saul initially chose God, but then the power went to his head, and he chose power where David chose God. And God let him. God didn't make Saul continue to choose him. Even Peter and Judas, if you look at the New Testament, and there's many other options of that, um, you know, they both betrayed Jesus. Um, Peter denies him. Judas uh, betrays him to the religious authorities. Peter chooses to continue to try to follow and get redemption, and he does. Jesus forgives him when he resurrects. And Judas decides to hang himself. He does not think there's possible forgiveness for him. And God lets him make those choices. God lets us make choices, the good ones and the bad ones. Um, We're going to talk a little bit about how the closer we are to God, maybe we get a little bit more guidance towards the good choices. But these two folks, I I know them very well. They make lots of bad choices. numerous bad choices bad choices look, so look, many bad choices they probably can't even tell you all the bad choices that look, these two have look, made look who i work with <laughs> tommy chooses to sit between us just about every wednesday bad choice tommy bad choice um and you know tommy you even get from your family you've got examples of people making good choices and bad choices mm-hmm. right yeah and choice is something that we have freedom to do and, and some people say it's not a blessing but it is because you can't choose to love if you don't have freedom of choice if you don't have free will god lets us choose whether or not we are going to follow or not follow whether we are going to love or not love and so i think that's a really important point god gives us choices gives us the freedom to choose and um the video you showed it was like towards the end of the video and i can't remember the line but it was something like about you know God chooses to love us and accept us so we can choose that mm-hmm. for other people. And um, it reminds me of, I think we hear it or read it. It's like, imagine if um, you were only ever like remembered or recognized for all of the bad choices mm. you've made mm-hmm. and um, how that would feel. And, and I think I think about that a lot and making sure that I am not solely um, sort of determining my opinion or uh, mm. relationship or interaction with on someone just based, as much information. based on like a, a one bad decision they may have made yep. um, because gosh, I would hate that for myself. <laughs> There's a lot of people that are in jail for long periods of time because of yep. a bad decision to they made when they were very young. They got caught in the midst of that bad decision 
got put in jail, and that has shaped so much of their lives. Um, I did so many of those same things when I was that age. I just didn't get caught. Um, or I also could have probably ended up in jail for years and years. And I think about how differently my life would have turned out if I'd have been caught in the middle of making some of those choices. Uh, you're right. I think that's really important to remember that everybody makes bad choices. Some people just find themselves in a situation for those bad choices define a lot more mm -hmm. of their future. Um, so now here's something. So we're talking kind of about these big choices, right? But I think something to remember is every day we get to make choices and that's kind of the point of this is some of our choices are for big things but most choices literally studies have shown that people make thousands of choices every day 35,000 a day see that's got to be I, I saw that number and I just couldn't say it in the sermon because it just doesn't make sense so many of those choices have to be subconscious well, about whether yeah. to look the, I mean I would say that of those 35,000 33 something thousand of them are probably subconscious decisions you don't even know you're making. Yeah, but just think if you had made bad choices, that might program you to make terrible subconscious ones too. Yeah. But you yeah. think about just driving, mm -hmm. how many choices you're making right. in commuting. But just, it's yeah. a lot of choices. Exactly. To take your foot off the gas, put your foot on the gas, some of those. But I, we probably in just life make thousands of conscious choices each day. Mm -hmm. And believe it or not, studies have shown that those small, minuscule choices that we make each and every day have just as much power to shape your life. Because they add up. They do. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. As the big choices do. And so when people say, well, life happens to me, I don't happen to life, they still have, you still have thousands of choices each day that you can make that will send your life in a different direction over a period of time. You can choose to pray mm -hmm. or not. Exactly. Uh, choose to go to church or not. Choose to smile at choose somebody. To, exactly. Choose to serve. Uh, to be choose kind. to say a kind word or choose to say a not kind word. Yeah. Yeah. Choose to let someone merge in front of you um, on the freeway or not. Why would you choose make that choice? <laughs> if they're going slow, that's their problem. Get behind me, slow driver. <laughs> well, I mean, it's kind of a lot of pressure when you think about all the choices that we make and where, how they may define our lives. Well, you know, it's interesting. My, my son is on the autism spectrum mm, and mm -hmm. very high functioning, but he also has ADHD. He watches me drive. And I mean, Parker's 15 now. Uh, he said, I don't want to get my license yet or permit mm. yet because he said... So much going on. Too many decisions to make, and I know how, my, you know, how I function. So I give him credit for being that kind of aware because most kids want to get their permit. Exactly. But because of all the choices. Yeah. You know, Maxwell has a great quote. I want to share this with you. It says, life is a matter of choices. Every choice you make makes you. Mm -hmm. I love that. Small and big. Every choice you make makes you. Life is a matter of choices. You have the ability to choose. God gives you that freedom. I, I think it's God gives us that freedom so we can choose to love him freely, which is the deeper kind of love. When you choose love versus you're forced to love. I read a great story about... Um, people that survived Nazi war camps and just all the horrible things that the Nazis would make some of the Jewish people do. And they said the one thing they couldn't make us do is love them. Right? Um, and so people in those camps where they all choice was taken away from them still held on to some of those choices they were able to make. And the Bible tells us very clearly um, when we choose to do the right thing, and this is kind of where that video came in and it kind of pointed us where is if people choose to do the right thing for other people. If 
people choose to do the forgiving thing, the loving thing, right? Those daily choices that we have every day. When that person cuts you off in traffic, do you choose to curse at them? Or do you choose to say, well, they must be in a hurry. Hope they make it there safely, right? Um, when we make those minuscule choices every single day, um, they connect us to God if we make loving choices, mm -hmm. right? And being connected to God, so it's they're very intertwined. Being connected to God helps us make better choices. So making loving choices connects us more fully to God, and being connected to God helps us make more loving choices. Mm -hmm. And they really do completely relate to one another. First John, no one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us, right? We don't see God, but if we love one another, it brings out God lives in us, and in his love is made complete in us. So when we do loving actions, God becomes alive more in our lives. Um, I think, too, when we, we see, like, all these situations where, you know, like, Jesus kind of um, assumed the best intentions in, like, everyone. So when you're reading that and hearing that, like, wow, that's what he was doing, it makes it easier for you to kind of make those same assumptions in other people when you're interacting with them so true i mean that's really kind of the video and once again i would encourage you to watch the sermon and watch that video because it's a really good video um about you know god chooses to look at us with loving eyes with all of our faults and just kind of ask that we do the same because um, everyone is a mixture of good and bad and uh, so often we want to focus on what we don't like in somebody or what's different about somebody versus the actually the greater percentage of things that we probably have in common with that person um let me give you one more verse i think because i think it's important to understand this connection because a lot of people say well if is when you have faith is when you start being a kind person sometimes just doing the action of being a kind and loving person seeing the good and the god and other people helps your faith to grow in first john 4 it says, dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Once again, there's that idea, right? The ability to love, our ability to even care about other people, comes from God to begin with. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God, right? So there it is again. You make that loving action. It helps you to get to know God better, that interconnectedness, right? Anyone who does not love God does not know God. If you have no love in your heart for people, you don't know God very well, okay? For God is love. Once again, there's that foundation. Where does love come from? It comes from God, because that is God's nature, to be loving. And so when you do loving actions, you get connected more to God, because you get connected more to that nature that, of God that's inside of you. And the more you're connected to God, the better you will have the ability to love others, when it's hard, because some people are pretty unlovable sometimes. I know it would not be true of these people, but it is said of some people that they would rather see a sermon than hear one. Mm because we can preach it, but what it, when it really impacts people is when they see you know, yeah. people loving one another. That's why that video was really touching yeah. to me, because it just showed people doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. um, like one gal was gonna type, no one wants to hear about your stupid vacation, right? And she thinks, and all she does is just delete it and that's in it, send yeah. the email. But that was still, not necessarily a choice to be loving, but at least a choice to not yeah. be mean. Right. 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 Um, and so to see, and I, that's I like why I'm a very visual person, and seeing those people making those choices, uh, I thought was very touching. And I think you know, I, I was thinking about something in, I'll say, our family, and um, 
in there too where there was quite a bit of dysfunction showed by some family members. And I said to Debbie, you know, we have to make choices in how we interact with them. And I said, you know, we, I'm not saying that we should exclude them, but I'm also not saying that that means we have to spend 24 hours a day with them. Yeah. And we were called to love them, but there might even be times I don't like them. <laughs> and, you know, and, and now, long without getting into all the details long story short was over the years that relationship got a lot better mm -hmm. and when I, it was on Debbie's side of the family when she came to me and said you know do you think we could go to a next level with her? I said yeah I think we can because things are better than they used to be yeah I think you see that a lot in like relationships with other people who maybe it is a little difficult when you're able to kind of demonstrate an unconditional love to them does it mean you get to be a doormat right. or well, like you can still have these boundaries in place but when they can kind of see an unconditional love from you or if, if you're the person experiencing it it helps i feel like soften that situation in yeah. my experience yeah i would agree well you and you've got family members that you've had to do this because i think this is something a lot of people take this too far and they go well then if i just am i just supposed to love somebody then i just kind of let them do whatever they're going to do to me and that's no, not no. Mm -hmm. the case at all like if you love a son or a daughter maybe who has a drug addiction and they're in your house and they start stealing from you um you know, it doesn't mean you let them live and continue to live in your house and continue to steal from you you put up boundaries you put up things that say i still love you but i am not going to continue to accept this behavior mm -hmm. i'm not going to let you continue to take advantage of me but i haven't given up on you i still love you mm -hmm. i'm not going to write you off but not until you get help are you going to be allowed to live in this house anymore or whatever the situation you know if you're with an abusive spouse or an abusive friend you have to put up those boundaries and say i'm not going to let you treat me like that you're still my friend you're or if you decide to stay in the marriage um probably shouldn't stay in a physically abusive marriage i'm not saying that um uh, but if you decide to stay in connection with those people you have to put up a boundary so they cannot treat you that way mm -hmm. yeah. yeah totally agree so and those are tough choices for lots of people. Very tough. tough. Cuz what do you do? Do you you have a child that's got a very bad addiction problem? If you put them out on the street, they might die. They might die even if they're in your house though. They might die yeah. even if they're in your house. <laughs> though. Yeah, and, and we're not saying that those are easy cut and dry decisions. Those are very difficult decisions to make. But we can still choose to love the people and then make choices to not let them abuse us or or uh, enable them. And that's always a little bit different for every person. You know, it, it just kind of hit me too. I, I, I think it's why it's so important for us as God's people to stay connected to God, obviously. Mm -hmm. and, and in prayer and worshiping and that too, because that's what informs, uh, you know, our faith is what informs those decisions. Because it would be really easy to make some bad choices right or, or to just or write people off choice. or oh, just right. to write people right. off and right. say i'm done with them. i'm completely done with you yep. yeah and, and you know and there are people out there who would say that's what you should do just get rid of those people in your life well it isn't that easy sometimes mm -hmm. but it is possible to love and still put up some boundaries well and a good starting point for that is if it's someone who you feel very wronged by or yep. like you know, repeated behaviors, um, it's just praying for them. Mm. I think if it feels hard to feel like it hard, it's hard to love this person. Um, in my experience, I have some people in my life that is 
I experienced that with, and starting with praying for He's them. He's sitting right there. I want to talk about him like that. <laughs> It's kind of rude. I mean, I pray for Pastor Scott every morning, (laughs) and it has softened my heart to him so deeply. Because it's so hard to walk into the office. (laughs) But Lynn had a couple points. You know, it is hard to find that balance with family, and Mm. and tough love is very difficult. Um, But it it steps beyond that unconditional aspect. And sometimes tough love is the best kind of love Mm -hmm. because it stops enabling somebody's behavior, at least from your end. You know, because. Enabling behavior doesn't help someone to get better either. So you know, I, I wonder that when you say tough love too, I think God uses tough love with us sometimes, mm-hmm. and oh. and through His Holy Spirit to, to kind of nail us and say, convict us, if you will, mm-hmm. and say, you know, you're just doing some crappy stuff. Mm-hmm. Shape up, or and, or receive this natural consequence. Yeah, for your yeah. bad choices. Yeah, mm-hmm. Because yeah, I mean. There are consequences to pay. It may not be from God. It might be from civil authorities. Or, or, but, it, I mean, the point being is that um, all of us, even as Christ followers, make bad decisions, too. And thankfully, there's also forgiveness mm-hmm. when we do. I saw a meme. I think Lynn sent it to me. I'm not sure how I feel about it because I don't know if I agree with it, but let me share it with you. And you guys can think about this for a second. It says, when you think, when you're going through a tough time, and you think God's not there, remember during a test, the teacher is silent. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure if I agree with that, because I don't think God puts us in bad situations often to test our faith. I think we end up in bad situations that test our faith. But, hmm, I mean, that's... It's interesting. That's another deeper session. Does he test us? Mm -hmm. You know, and it's a good thing uh, that we, that Christ didn't write us off because in John 1 it says, Christ came to his own people, but his own people rejected him. So if Christ would have written off the people that did treated him badly, we would all be in trouble, Mm. right? Because he didn't, though. He continued to teach and to preach, and then he ended up going to the cross for the very people that put him there and rejected him. So it says, Christ came to his own people, but they rejected him. And then it goes on to say, however... To all who believed in Christ, he gave the right to become children of God. And this is important. From Christ's abundance, we have been blessed with God's unfailing love and faithfulness that come through, come to us through Christ. When we stay connected to God, it doesn't mean we will always make the right choices, but what it does mean is that God is able then to pour more of that abundance, that blessing, and that love into our lives. Um, we still have to make choices every day. But the more connected we are to God and to Christ, the more we're going to feel that our life is blessed, the more blessings we're going to receive. And I think then the easier it's going to be for us to make the right choices more often than not. Right. All right, Tommy, I'll be nicer to you when I come into the office moving forward. Since My prayers have been answered. (laughs) It only took five years. Wow. Helps me to see the error of my way. Okay. I'm sorry for those <laughs> Okay, so uh, did any? Did you see any prayers that came through? I did not no, notice any. Okay, mm-hmm. so this is your last chance to give us any prayers um, before we move into the prayer portion. Well, again, I'm I'm just going to say, the inspiration to me in the last couple of days was listening to Gayla tell me about her son's choice to pray for other people in the midst of his own pain, mm-hmm. and that just. The faith of a child uh, just amazes me. He's a really sweet kid. He's really a spiritual kid. Um, God, at one point, tells the people of Israel, 
as they're getting ready to possibly go into the promised land for the second time. Because remember, the first time they chose to be afraid and not go in. And so God's like, you're not ready. You're going to go wander around in the wilderness for 30 years until this entire generation of people who did not believe, even after I delivered you from the Egyptians, even after I've led you to this place, you still do not have faith in me. This generation will pass away before you will get to enter the promised land. And now they're getting at that point where they have to make that decision again. And God says to them, in Deuteronomy 30, he says, Today I have given you a choice between life and death, between blessings and curses. And he says, Oh, that you would choose life so that you and your descendants might live. And then how do you make this choice? You can make this choice by loving the Lord your God, obeying him, in other words, going to the promised land, and committing yourself firmly to him. This is the key to your life. Hmm. And so my prayer for each and every one of you as we move into this time of prayer is that you also will choose life, that you will love the Lord your God, you will commit to him, and you will can try to do the loving actions and respond to the people around you in ways that Jesus would respond to you. Let's pray. Lord, once again, I thank you for Tommy. I thank you for Pastor Scott and for all of those who join us on Wednesdays. You are an amazing God. And uh, the fact that you love us enough to let us choose to fail, to let us choose to go down the wrong path, I think that's just another sign of your love because that means that you give us freedom. And sometimes we choose to use that freedom in bad ways. But Lord, I just pray for all of us here and for those that might be listening later um, and for all your followers, help us choose life. Help us to choose you because the more often we choose you and we choose the life that's present in you, the more often we're going to choose to do the right thing in our lives. And the more connected to you that we are, the more abundance and joy and peace we're going to have in our lives. And so today we want to especially pray for Gala uh, for Jeffrey, and then of course for little Santino, as he just, he's going through it right now, and that whole family, I know they're just all so worried about him. I pray that you would bring, you would bring health back to his body. If you've got to use the doctors and nurses and treatments, whatever, if you use the power of your Holy Spirit to miraculously make him stronger, please do all those things, but just give that family a deep sense of faith and that reservoir to know that you are there walking with them through that incredibly dark valley. Um, pray for Doug and Pam today as well. We know that they need special healing and strength. We pray for Randy as he de continues to deal with his cancer. Uh, and Norma as she continues to deal with her uh, host of ailments as well. And we'll take just a moment of silence to lift up any other names we might have at this time. And we lift up all these people and all these concerns to our Lord God in Jesus' name. We pray this in the most holy name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Thanks, everyone, for watching Deeper, the Wednesday edition of Good News of Men. Good Sam, and listening to our podcast as well. Yes. Make good choices. That's right. <laughs> choose, choose life. To, choose to tune in next week. I <laughs> choose <Yeah>. to tune <laughs> Bye, everyone. Thanks again, everyone, for joining us for this episode of Good News from Good Sam. We ask that you would join us again for our next podcast as we continue to go deeper. And remember to subscribe to the show where you listen to podcasts so that you don't miss an episode. And again, I'm Pastor Scott. And I'm Pastor Don. Thanks for listening, and we just hope you have a great day.